fellow fiends. Welcome to another terrifying and delectable episode of Nightmare on Film Street. The horror podcast with zero credibility, but all of the blood, ghouls, and gore. Your puny heart can handle. <laughs> Let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Sixth Street. I'm Kim. I'm John. And uh, this week we are talking about two really fun films. I apologize in advance for like how crappy this intro is going to be. John and I both caught a wicked cold, and um, good news, episode's pre-recorded, yeah. sounds much better than this. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bad news, you're going to have to uh, just put put up with us through this intro. We promise it'll be quick and fast, and we'll get out of here soon. Yeah, I'll edit out any sniffles, it's okay. Thank you. <laughs> but we're not going to sound like our chipper selves. I don't think I can hear through my microphone, maybe that's just my ears. I can't hear anything <laughs> properly. It's really weird, like I don't have the right feedback. Maybe Do you hear vault. me fine? Yeah, I hear you fine. Okay. Like I'm talking into a vacuum. You or just, just like into a pillowcase. Like you it's just, just turn disappearing the out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, so. Sorry, did you say the movies? I don't think I did. It's a fun episode. <laughs> oh, it's a great episode. Today we are talking about Halloween H2O 20 years later from 1998. It's the stupidest, longest, dumbest title ever. <laughs> and from 2002, everyone's favorite. Halloween Resurrection. Woo! A high mark, I think, for the franchise. Oh, yeah, definitely. It peaked there. That was the... We were, like, right up at the, the top of the precipice. If you were playing that game with um, that yodeler in Price is Right... Cliffhanger? Yes. Yeah. You're right at the top. You, oh, yeah. You got the best climb. Wait, no, you want to... You don't... Wait, I want to remember the rules. You don't want to fall off the cliff. You don't want to fall cliff. over. Yeah, right. you don't want to fall off the cliff. Right. But I think you get some sort of bonus for being right at the edge. Right at the top. Yeah. Do you guys watch that new documentary about that guy who tried to like beat the system on Prices <laughs> Right? It was kind of boring. It was not as good as I thought it would be. It would be a great 30 minute podcast on like. Game in the system. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Something on NPR, right? This American life for sure. Uh, so getting into Netflix. Um, yeah, Kim, what's keeping you creepy this oh, week? Oh, well, John, now that you mention it. Other than like Dayquil. Uh, yeah, Dayquil, um, you know, cup of soup, tea, uh, keeping me alive and conscious for the most part. Sure. Um, I've been watching, like everybody, Game of Thrones just finished. Just finished that. Don't really have a whole lot to say. I'm with the majority of the angry, angry internet. I didn't love this season. I also didn't love last season. Felt really rushed. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I didn't go out and sign the petition, but I'm definitely among those who believe that it was just, you know, really unfortunate situation. How fast they tried to wrap up a story that obviously still had a lot of story to tell. But you know, it's over. It's done. We got it. It's still one of the mo like the most cinematic television shows of all time. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The music is great, um, and the acting is phenomenal. 
But yeah, it's over. It did give uh, that season finale, series finale, did give us that first trailer for Westworld 3, though. Yes, and that was a really interesting trailer. I had no idea that it had not, not aired before. We were watching and like, what is this? Like, this looks Eric awesome. Paul, yeah. Okay, futuristic, I dig it. Yeah, and we kind of fell off the Westworld bandwagon after the first season, so now we have to watch the second season to catch up because I'm all about this third season looks insane. It looks great. I love it. Uh, I do think we could probably, I'm going to just venture a guess, not even watch that second season. I'm going to watch that second season. Okay, fine. I want to watch Dolores Go Bonkers. Doesn't season she- two, Dolores Goes Bonkers. That's the season. So I don't think this is a spoiler, because one, I haven't watched the episode. We went to sleep halfway through uh, the first episode of, I didn't of watch season two. Um, and also, it came out uh, roughly a year ago, so can't get mad at me for spoiling anything. I'm almost positive at the end of that first episode, they wander off into this different territory where it's like like Samurai City. Ooh, and you realize that- I hope there's more Westworlds. Well, I hope that's the idea. there's a spooky haunted Westworld. Like this, this wild West world is not the first one. I want to go to Spooky World. That'd be so cool. But this new one definitely looks like it takes place in the real world. In like um, the hub, the central hub for Westworld, like the the technology center, right? Okay. So it's like the Silicon Valley of Westworld, yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Paul's a little shithead. I mean, he's looks like he's... He's an older shithead now. He's working hard, <laughs> but it's just, it's not enough. This economy's crushing him. So he's got to rob banks with guys that have cool t-shirts. You see that t-shirt? It's like a crossword puzzle of like different fun words that all light up and stuff. I want that shirt. You're very observant. <laughs> I saw Aaron Paul Westworld ready to watch. It kind of looks like Fifth Element. I'll leave it at that. More importantly, big release from the last week. John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. Hit theaters. Blew everyone's goddamn minds. Yeah, I'm really happy how much money it made. How much did it make? Uh, I think it was like 52 million for the weekend. Oh, weekend? Yeah. Uh, but John Wick 2 made only like 26 million or something. Damn. So, like, congratulations, Keanu. And I bet the first one didn't even make nearly as much opening weekend. That was kind of like a slow burn, wasn't it? Like, that came out and people were like, holy shit, this movie's incredible. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you see this thing over here? I love that Keanu's back on top. Keanu's my favorite. And he wants to do Constantine again? I know. I am very down for that. Me as well. Uh, if you haven't caught John Wick 3 and you're kind of humming and hawing on the franchise, definitely go see it in the theater. The stunt sequences are fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's a really gorgeous film. They have this really fun, neo noirish, hot pink, purpley color palette that they stick to. It's really fucking cool. It's just really fun two hours. Also, if you're a big Western fan, you are gonna love this. Like, okay, sure, you've seen the promos. He yeah, yeah, a horse. we get it. It's a yeah, Western. Yeah. It's totally a Western. I agree. You. <laughs> they just lift scenes from the good, the bad, and the ugly. And like in a loving way. It's so great. Then don't say lift, John. That's why I didn't say steal. What? They borrow. No. Inspired by. Okay. I'm all right Recreate. With that. Yeah. Reimagine. Re-envision. Reinterpret. All of those things. Lift. <laughs> what else have we seen? Oh, we've been watching Barry. Not really horror, but if you um if you're looking for something on HBO, you know, you're, you haven't canceled your subscription like everybody on the internet says they're going to. Barry is on HBO. Really fucking cool. Comedy about a hitman. And it's played by, what is his name? Bill Hader. Yeah. Who's also in It Chapter 2. So, I mean, if you need to catch up on your Bill Hader mannerisms and facial expressions, which are always so fucking on point, definitely check out Barry. 
Also, Chernobyl, the miniseries. We've been watching that. Guys, I hate to say, I hate to point out the obvious. We've been sick for 48 hours, and we've watched... A lot of television. 1,800 <laughs> hours of television. <laughs> like, the moment our throats got, like, a little sore, like, oh, that's it. Close the blinds. Turn the TV on. We're here. <laughs> but yeah, Chernobyl, I think it's just a six-episode miniseries. The third episode just aired this week. It is pretty great. Very dark, as expected, but really well-acted. Very well put together. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, man. It's 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 incredible. Two other things coming out. Just keep them on the calendar. Tomorrow, Brightburn comes to theaters. We're currently sick, so I'm not going to bother going to the movie theater to see it. Just I, infecting a whole can you pile imagine? of people. Like, there isn't a lot. There aren't. Okay, well, I wouldn't say there is no movie that I would go to the theater sick to see. If Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was coming out this weekend, I'd probably go. Like, sorry, guys. Like, I would sit either right in the back or right in the front, wherever the least amount of people are, but I gotta see that movie. Uh, it looks like the reception on a can has been very, very good. But mm. Brightburn looks great. Elizabeth Banks, super spooky kid. It's like Chronicle, but with a little bit more of a horror angle, I think. Yeah, which is very exciting. We've all been kind of on the edge of our seats waiting for new mutants for 13 years. <laughs> and uh, somebody beat them to the chase. So yep. we're going to get some superhero horrors starting this weekend. But if you are sick and you can't make it to the movie theater, coming to Netflix this Friday is Richard Shepard's The Perfection. A really really weird movie i couldn't imagine this having a theatrical release we saw it at a fantastic fest and while i don't necessarily think it was like us personally was wasn't exactly our favorite movie from the festival uh i will agree with everyone in saying that this movie is crazy unpredictable and just makes the strangest twists and turns throughout the movie yeah you will not be able to peg down this movie where it's going where it's headed which is a really great thing for nowadays because it's not often movies take us by surprise we we're we're really used to our formulas in our genres and this one refuses to be pinned down so if you're looking for something fresh definitely check out the perfection yeah if you head over to nofspodcast.com we have a really awesome interview with uh richard shepherd and our contributor mary beth uh, where they talk about his influences and this is like his first genre film and they really break down um all the aspects of the movie obviously you you know if you want to go in completely spoiler free i'd say maybe avoid that until this weekend but uh, they do a really good job not giving you absolutely every detail but other than that before we get started i just want to give a big shout out to our most recent patreon supporters daniel klaus matt dakota jay neil wayne hallow jasmine and of course derek as well thank you so much for your support uh and remember i'm gonna need your permission slips before the end of the day or you can't go on the big nondescript camping trip and if you don't come <laughs> michael myers is coming to kill you well i was gonna say sorry i was br- i was pausing briefly there because i thought i was going to cough i just coughed <laughs> we've wrecked the audio if you don't hand in your permission slips, you will be forced to stay and take part in a sexy romp in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> sexy romp in the basement that will be recorded and broadcast live for everyone at home to watch. Um, oh, I see what you did there. Okay. Merged the two. Took a little while, but oh. we're here. <laughs> yep. And, you know, as, as, as all good content goes... One of you's going to die. But... Vote amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, the viewers at home get to vote. Ooh. You know, that's how that Halloween resurrection really should have gone. At some point, the creators should have, like... They weren't that 
they, they weren't, weren't evil. creative about the television series. Well, Tyra Banks. Like, Cameras and go. Yeah, that, that was about it. But wouldn't it be great if halfway through Tyra Banks and Buster Rhymes decided, oh, you know, it'd be better. We'd vote them off the island. That would be and pretty like, good. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm nodding. And, it's good. <laughs> and then, you know, like they all huddle in one room. They just kick somebody out into the hallway when they hear Michael Myers come That's by. That's great. But thank you guys so much for your support on Patreon. If you are not yet a supporter and you want to check out all the cool perks and rewards that they're going to get in exchange for their donations, you can head to patreon.com slash Nightmare on Film Street. There are hours of bonus content, swag, merchandise, shoutouts like these, and other cool stuff. But before we let you go, last things last, I do want to give one last shout out to our contest. There is only a week or so left. Um, we're giving away a ton of folk horror themed stuff as we're celebrating the end of folk horror month at nofspodcast.com. The contest is super easy. You get entries for social shares and all that kind of traditional giveaway stuff. But we're giving away t-shirts, DVDs, all kinds of swag. There's six prizes now. We just doubled the prizes. There were yeah. three originally. Now there's six. So there's tons more ways to win. You can enter at nofspodcast.com slash contest. And while you enter into the contest, let's get into it. Let's talk about Halloween H2O. It's 1998 in a remote California town at a secluded private school. We could have a Halloween party just before us. We could have a roaming orgy. I love the way this man thinks. No booze, no drugs, no kidding. One teacher is living in fear. I'm not who you think I am. I changed my name when I went into hiding. Terrible. Pick up your clothes. My brother killed my sister. <laughs> How'd he do that? With a really big kitchen knife. That's enough. I can't take it, Mom. He's dead. It's been 20 years. What's he waiting for, huh? Don't you think he would have shown up by now? Halloween H2O, 20 years later. Full title. So great. <laughs> so great. Directed by Steve Miner, currently sitting at 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 2 out of 4 from Roger Ebert, and a 2.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's kind of how I expected it to be. You know, this film, it's got an interesting reception at least from like my polling on twitter or my general consensus from like the people i've heard on the interwebs there's a lot of people who think it's underrated okay and that it's like a classic 90s slasher vibe it's it's sure. in the spirit of halloween Lori's back kevin williamson wrote the treatment for it yeah and it's very scream very scream through he didn't and write through the <laughs> Didn't he write the treatment for it? That's what I said. Really oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, but it's very, it's still very reminiscent of Scream. Yeah. And referential to Scream. But then there's, there's people, especially now that the new Halloween is out, and while the new Halloween was coming out, I should say Halloween 2018, otherwise we're going to get very confused. Halloween H4O. Halloween H4O. <laughs> um, a lot of people were saying how, like, shitty this one was, and then there were those people that were like, no, it's super underrated. And now that H4O has come out, and we've had it for a few months... A year? How long have we had it? A few months. A few months. Since October. Okay. I think it's been six months exactly. And in the internet age, uh, no, sorry. several years we've had it. Um, 
I think people are warming back up to H2O. I think people are, we've come full circle. Like everybody was kind of okay with H2O and then H4O was announced and everyone was super excited and thinking H4O was going to be super amazing. And then H4O divided a lot of people. For some, it was super amazing. For others, it was okay. And now I think we're starting to appreciate H2O. Like, yeah, writing non-canonical sequels is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I think it might even be more than just... It might not just be contained to Halloween. I think we are coming out of a huge love and resurgence of 80s films. And we are moving into people revisiting 90s slashers. I think that's what's happening. Oh, totally. The 90s is about to have their day and I'm so excited. Yeah, the next five years are going to be great. (laughs) As soon as the Stranger Kids things, as soon as they want them to be teenagers, like we're in the money. As soon as Stranger Things hits the 90s, like Pater... We get dug back. Oh, yeah. We get Nickelodeon. They're gonna have Rograts. fluorescent coats and shit, just like <laughs> the bracelets. weirdest ni- nylon. I don't know. I'm but- ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. One of, one of those kids is gonna come back from the per the the further. <laughs> I don't know what words I'm trying to say. One of those kids is gonna come back from the further with just like this. Wait, is it upside called the further? Down, John. He's gonna come back from that upside down. Furthers from Insidious. <laughs> Sorry, he's gonna have like cool ass sunglasses. He's gonna be like, yo. Check out what I found while I was in there. Pogs. And it's going to be <laughs> nuts. Pogs. Right? There will be pogs. They're going to fight a monster with a light bright. I guarantee it. <laughs> it's great. How old are light brights anyway? I think they're from like, like the, the 70s. 30s. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like the invention of the light bulb, immediately light bright. <laughs> you know, it was probably a great little toy back in the 30s. All you needed was a black piece of paper, a flashlight, and a pin. You just dab little holes. They didn't have pins back then. They were poor. Okay, well, a sharp, pointy rock. <laughs> you're in the farm and you're trying to, like, up against, like, the horse's toenail. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get a little sliver off. Oh, that's what you had to do because you're working on the farm. Anytime you pulled a sliver, you got, wheat, got a, a sliver. A wheat? It's, a wheat probably has a sharp on it somewhere. Okay, you know what's crazy? When I think of the Depression, I don't think of farmers. I think of, like, people in... I guess the inner city, just like waiting at the dock, like, oh, we gotta get to work like- today. <laughs> like, like, the stock market crashed, and here we are, getting fish and pretending our arms aren't broken. <laughs> Grubby cobblestones. Yeah. Like, somebody getting splashed with a puddle as a carriage drives by. <laughs> it's a carriage. <laughs> like there aren't automobiles. They were probably both. <laughs> you know, that's a great question. In 1929, maybe. I mean, we're still watching movies on VHS tapes now. Surely there was somebody in the 20s. Like, ironically, using a kid. Oh, man. Bill, Can when you are you going to get rid of the horse? The hipsters of the 20s just got flapper girls hanging up from the carriage. He's like, why would I ever leave? <laughs> um, so let's talk about H2O, because we have not. I, I could jumpstart it. Uh, I will say uh, maybe second best score, third best score, theme, not score, theme. It's a very 90s score. Uh, love that fucking theme. Hate that goddamn mask. Like, holy shit. Oh, is this the worst mask. mask of the franchise? Because it's the worst mask of the franchise. I can't, So it's terrible. It's awful. But it's almost verging on so bad it's good. Nah. Yeah, when they try to do those ominous shots of Michael standing at the end of the hallway, and he's he's got big ears, and his in his hair needs a brushing. It, it's it like looks, standing out every direction. It's and, like the mask went bald and got plugs. <laughs> yes, it's like Nick Cage <laughs> <laughs> or Brendan. Fraser. I was gonna say Brendan Fraser because mm. it hurts you. <laughs> <laughs> Because it hurts you. Well, maybe not because. I was going to say it because I knew we'd get a reaction. It does hurt me. (laughs) Yeah. 
on a mummy. He doesn't but, deserve this. So this this Michael is we learn from uh, not quite Loomis's over dialogue at the beginning. I love how it's just like it's was it some secretary or some nurse who used to work for Doctor Loomis. She was in the second. She was in oh, the second shit. movie. Yeah, she Damn. was the nurse from the second film. So just just so we're fully all on the same board in terms of the family tree of Halloween movies. For H2O, it goes Halloween 1, Halloween 2 from 1981, and then... Then blackness until we, Nothing happened. No Halloween movies whatsoever occurred. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any Michaels dying. We didn't have any Lori's dying. No Paul... No immortal Paul Rudds. There were there were no Paul Rudds at all. <laughs> He's a vampire. He have we a, talked about it in the podcast I'm before? sure we have. Okay. I'm sure everybody's talked about it on their podcasts. Yeah. He's definitely just like, there is a... There's probably a podcast called Paul Rudd is a Vampire. Yeah, uh, maybe. It might have gotten taken down. I bet they got two episodes and disappeared. There is an empty bathtub somewhere in like downtown LA filled with the blood of the youth that he just dips into every week. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's got a painting in his attic. Well, yeah, I could have said that. Maybe that, that would have been better. That yeah. good. Okay, so, um, yeah, so Halloween 1, Halloween 2... Halloween H2O, yep. Halloween Resurrection, Hard and cut. nothing else ever. <laughs> oh, man. So that's the timeline we are on. That is the timeline we are going, we're going to stew in. Yeah. The cold open I love. The cold open. It's the well, the cold open. You know what? Um, I don't. And here's my biggest problem. And it's like the first note that I have in my notebook. And it's probably in the biggest, boldest letters. Title card. You know, okay. Fade in. Langdon, Illinois. Like, fuck off. (laughs) Fuck right off. Haddonfield or broke. That's what we do. It's Halloween. We don't go to Langdon, Illinois. Might be a nice, it might be a nice place. Might be a real place. Maybe it's real. Is yeah. what my thought Oh, that's is. what they wanted to do? They wanted to ground this in reality? Like, Well, because they're bringing, they're bringing Michael down to LA. Like, he's getting some sunshine and some palm trees. They are bringing him down the coast. That's so true. Does this, does any of this movie take place in Haddonfield? Just no. the, just, well. No, it doesn't. It's well, I Langdon. Guess, I, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Haddonfield. Yeah, so he's out for information, I guess, on where Lori is. He he kills the nurse in her home. He also kills a young, what is his name? Jonathan Taylor Thomas? No. Nope. Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon-Levitt. I knew it was three names. <laughs> JGL, Kim. And I, I probably said this before on the podcast, but the, the JGL death, the shoe in the face, was yeah. one of my first horror memories ever. That's pretty cool. It's one of the first, like, images. So when uh, I saw this when it came out, my parents rented it. They said it was super important that I had to watch it. Or maybe I just sat there and was like, I'm going to watch this. And they were like, this is super important. We'll let her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I remember that. This was event television. It was. This was important. This was like, who who shot Mr. Burns or JR for those of you who are old. And you know what? Thinking about who you are now, (laughs) it was important. Was very important. Right? right? Shaped my life. Yeah. Uh, so the only memories I took from that viewing was the new TV we had was very cool. Okay. Um, was this also like on DVD? Like this is one of the first movies they rented or no, whatever No, it was on definitely DVD? still VHS. Okay. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's shoe in the face death scene. I remembered the visual of that. And then I also remembered the, um, the finale, like the ravine stuff. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, for a Nothing long, else. For a long time, that 
the ending itself was all I really remembered about this movie. I'm like, oh, there's some running around. She sees him through a porthole because it's in trailers. That's pretty much how the movie goes, though. <laughs> yeah, right? That's about it. Because Michael's too busy driving most of this movie to do any murdering. Car swapping. He, yeah, so, so after he kills those random teens and the nurse... I am assuming he got information as to Lori's whereabouts and well, name yeah, they, change. Well, yeah, because that kid's rooting around. Or maybe she's rooting around. Either way, somebody pulls out the Lori Strode file and it's empty. <sighs> but he still hung around long enough to kill them. Yeah. My favorite part about Why that. Why wouldn't you, though? You're Michael Myers. <laughs> I suppose that's true. Yeah, you had to. He had to. Keep up appearances. Sure. He broke out of. So I'm assuming he's broken out of the mental hospital he was staying at recently. Okay, okay. Maybe that. So this is where I'm bringing it back, though. Because Here's my big we were on a train of you. thought, though. Okay. No, I'm bringing it back because yeah. the mask mm-hmm. is so ruffled and crumpled, particularly the hair. He had to have just got it out of storage is the backstory I'm saying. Yeah. None of that was in the movie. We don't even get like a... A Michael walking across the prison yard or a steaming bus like we got in the H4O. We didn't get any of that. We just got Michael kills this nurse. Michael steals a car from a road stop. Uh, 1930s cool classic car because Michael. That doesn't even make sense. And then he's gone south with like no. You know what would have been a more believable scene? At least just one moment, a beat of him going to the costume shop and rooting around. Like, you know when you go to the, the grocery store I have and, like, always... your favorite thing is, like, they've got a new version of it and you're like, oh, shit, where's the old one? And you're, like, looking to see if there's some dead stock in the back and he's, like, moving masks around. He's like, all he can get is the new model and the new model of that's, like shit. That's such a good explanation, though, if you wanted to have a scream-ish version of uh halloween where michael myers exists in a world where michael myers exists Mm. and he is breaking out of the mental hospital he goes to a costume shop and he buys a cheap version of his own costume can i tell you right now that is what how would that not have been a great scene if he literally walks in sees himself head turned to the side (gasps) slightly Gets the mask. Buys the cheapo mask. Right? And it, you can shoot it from behind. Like, you don't have to see his face. Oh, so the good. The first time you see his face is when he turns around. And with the right in camera, cut to people carving pumpkins in Langdon, Illinois. And that would explain why the mask is always different in each movie. Because it's just like he's buying different party store versions. Buying. Like, he didn't get the deluxe. <laughs> in H2O, he definitely did not get the deluxe. He got the $28.99. Like, you have to rip in your own socks and boot covers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it comes with a one size the knife all, comes like, separate yeah <laughs> oh man um michael drives a lot of vehicles in this movie he does so much driving and then my theory too is so if he's been in in and out of the hospital for the past 50, 20 years <laughs> it's h2o then yeah it's the same as the first film he's just driving around in that car being all ominous and you're like wait a minute how did he learn to drive and then this one is just like how did he maintained learning how to drive because yeah. he drives cross country and like multiple rest vehicles. stops. Yeah. I got to assume that old truck he takes is a manual gear shift, right? Like there's no way it's automatic. It has that to muscle be. car can't be automatic. That's Maybe so he true. only knows how to drive stick. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it. That's really why he um robbed that wife and or that mother and her daughter at that rest stop. Why are they driving a Jeepers Creepers vehicle? Why didn't he kill them? He didn't need to. He what? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, good point. When has Michael Myers ever actually needed to kill anybody? <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm with you on that one. Um, yeah, 
I did not like that fake out. I thought it was useless. He was in there. He was in there. And he was like, eh. And there's a moment where you can see the like dinosaurs in Terrence Malick's Tree of Life. He just, why is that a reference that I pulled out? I didn't get it. Okay. <laughs> there's, a, there's a moment where he kind of like looks back like, I could kill him. And then decides not to and leaves. And then, yeah, we have that fake out with the girl screaming. But it was just a spider. It's in my hair. <laughs> Why are people always scared of spiders getting in their hair? No matter where you see a spider, it could be on the floor. Okay, so I'm not afraid of spiders, but you saying in hair, like you could say that with any bug and be like, in your hair. And uh, no, because how long has it been there? Has it had children in there? Mm, Has it set up shop? Could have. Has it spun webs? Are there webs connected to your hair? Here's what I'm thinking. It has how many legs? What if you don't get all of them? How many eyes? That's the real scary part. (laughs) What if it leaves one behind? And if it's in your hair, how do you even get it out? If it can feel just like the reverberations, reverberations. Yeah, from its and also web, too, I'm hair, oh. I'm of the non-squishing variety where we like to use like the cup and paper, or you know, like the carefully get them outside. Um, I got a little gun it's... with a bunch of arms on it, just grabs them for <laughs> Don't me. Don't tell people about that gun. <laughs> it's great. It's like four feet long. You just like <laughs> it's like a bug reacher. <laughs> yeah. Here I am trying to be like, why are people scared of spiders? And I'm like, ah, give me my gun. I need my arm. <laughs> But yeah, bugs in your hair. There's no way to get them out without like squishing. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for sidetracking this. Um, but if I could just get a quick answer from you on this one. Okay. We all know about the spiders in the beehive urban legend. Yes. Yeah. You can't use the spray. They stay in there. They plant eggs. Boom. Spiders everywhere. It's John, instant John Waters movie. Did that fear of spiders being in our hair the spiders come in before the, that? The spiders in the hair thing, though, John, I think is an exclusively Canadian Freaky stories reference. No. Because, yeah. It's so, in Hairspray. Is it in Hairspray? It's in the movie, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, so, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is doing a variation of that, but she's oh, yeah. got spiders in her fucking face. Oh, Have you seen true. the poster? Have you seen the poster? I've seen the poster. Did not watch the trailer. Pretty cool. It's pretty gross looking. We're just nodding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're very on board. I'm very excited. <laughs> I am about to ruin our credibility if you thought we had gone from zero like they should really change their intro they kind of know a little bit about horror movies um what how the fuck is this even tied into halloween 2 because what you're proposing to me is that at the, the end brother of halloween and sister 2, reference that's it because i'm almost positive he fucking dies at the end of halloween 2 right doesn't he get yeah but he always fucking dies not in this universe kim we've only got two movies and then h2o what you're trying to tell me that in this universe of H2O and Resurrection. Yeah, but Donald Pleasance-ish says in the beginning of his monologue <laughs> that he was in prison. So we just assume that he... Oh, shit. Yeah. Right. And that's the same nurse from part two. The woman in the beginning. Yeah. In Langdonfield, Illinois. <laughs> Langdonville. What is it called? Just Lang... No. <laughs> I think it's just Langdon. Langdon, no, Illinois. I don't think it's Langdon. Isn't is it? it? I've already My notebook's downstairs. I'm sorry. <laughs> So I guess we should get to Lori. Sure. So she's somewhere in Northern California. Uh, She now goes by the name Carrie Tate. She's the headmistress of a boarding school, a co-ed boarding school. And uh, she's really, mm, she's really upset. I shouldn't say it like that. She's fucking, all of her friends were killed and somebody tried to murder her. And it was very rough. And it's still- Well, and also it's her biological brother as per this. Good point. So this is- it's very similar grief exploration as H4O that you get in H2O, except you do have that, like, 
familial element that H4O doesn't have. Like, she has to live with the fact that this is her own blood that's done this. What do you prefer? Ah, fuck it. Everybody's talking. We've been talking about it for years now. We'll talk about it at the end, maybe. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into it. But yeah, so I I really like this Lori. Um, do you? Yes. Wow. Be- partially because there's nothing glamorous about her. No, she's a drug addict. But not no, but she's like a a mild alcoholic, they say, kind of, and she's she's a little bit like high strung, and she's got the same sort of like fear and PTSD that H four O Lori has. Yeah, but it's functioning, and she's functioning. See, but that's just like sloppy. She has a boyfriend, but she has a son. It's just kind of sloppy movie drug addicts, where it's it's really convenient for their character that they're addicted to pills, but it's never a problem anywhere else in the movie. I'll agree with you. I don't think it's... I'm, it's not depicted in the best way, and it's not the most deep film, and I wouldn't put it on my list of films that explore grief, because I don't think they touch on that yet, okay. or they I don't think they get into it, but... I, I love the idea that they're going for. They sure. very well yeah, yeah, could yeah, have. Yeah. She's your like above the title name of this movie. She is the franchise at this point. H2O is a big deal because it's 20 years after the original film, which was a huge revelation for the film industry, not even just horror. And she also kind of created the final girl trope, the like virginal hero. And to see her kind of this button collar working woman who doesn't really wear makeup and has a boyfriend but isn't married is is a single mom has a son and is working in a full-time position and also kind of imploding on the inside Mm. that's really interesting I, i do wish they had explored it to more depth i think they tried to do that in h4o and it just felt kind of campy so i don't know if halloween is the right franchise to explore grief Maybe I I don't know. Like I think her alcoholism in H four O is definitely more believable and used better in that story. In this, we just have her screaming. She takes some pills in the morning. Asks for more Chardonnay. Asks for more Chardonnay. <laughs> um, and then and then the, just like one maybe like snide comment from her son. That's about it. Um, which, given that, maybe it's just that she starts self medicating closer to Halloween. Like maybe this is just mm. like oh this is just mom's she's in bad. Like, she's season. in like high season. <laughs> yeah, she's like she's like all of us around Christmas, right? It's just like this month is a write off. Shortbread cookies around Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Like I don't eat shortbread cookies throughout most of the year, but leading up to Christmas, oh boy, and a lot on Christmas, <laughs> and then afterward. The shame as... cookies, like we gotta yeah. get rid of them so we can wash the Christmas <laughs> pan and put it away with the tree. It'd be a waste <laughs> to just throw these out. Just one more. <laughs> My mouth's so dry. <laughs> Damn, I can go for a sugar cookie now. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I love sugar cookies. So I think it should be said also that this movie is actually, and I, and I like H2O, but this movie is kind of fucking boring. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, uh, it's it's in a camp of movies. When I say camp, I just mean like it's a subgenre of movies that I really appreciate. This but is, it goes nowhere yeah. for a long time. This is a teenager slash kill kill movie. And... The plot of this movie is that they take all... They they set us up in this isolated school where all these kids are on, like, a fucking cliff and they're stuck there. And then they take them all and they put them on a school trip. So we only have four. And one of them is fucking Laurie Strode's son. So that's three people maximum who can die, but one of them is a girlfriend, so she's not dying. That's that's two teenagers that can be killed in that entire second act sequence. 
Plus a, is, plus a security guard. But he's got heart, so we're not going to kill him. Can we talk about Ronnie for a minute? Sure. He is the greatest character in this whole movie. One, uh, LL Cool J is just like eternally cool and always funny in all of his movies. But I feel like this has got to be like a touch that Kevin Williamson put in. Um, to just have a character who's working on a story that be- then becomes the story of the movie. I just love that this guy's got a job. That does seem very scream. Right? I just love that this guy's got a job where he's by himself, like, all day. He's just got to watch the gate. But he took that job because he's a writer and an aspiring writer. And even more than that. Yeah, but it's that, also California, so that's, like, a really yeah, common story, right? Exactly. Like, everybody who works in every coffee, sh- coffee shop who works in every bar is working on a screenplay. Yeah, anybody that has a, a job where they're at a desk alone by themselves for a while is currently working on a screenplay (laughs) but like even the guy that wrote training day worked at a toll booth he wrote the fucking movie in the toll booth i'm almost positive james cameron wrote most of terminator in a truck that he was driving but i also like on top of that i also love that he's working on like erotic fiction and i like to think it's not because he's got a passion for it but because he thinks it sells He's not wrong. He's not wrong <laughs> at all. And the, the fact that he goes for an erotic thriller at the end is even better. Like, this guy's got his eye on the prize. And not only is he writing it to be sold, I assume, he's calling his wife for immediate feedback. Like, hey, babe, you're the target audience for this. You tell me if it's hot or not. And he's, like, <laughs> reading her full passages that he's proud of. She's like, I don't know if I'll call him melons. <laughs> Ronnie's great. And there is... Zero reason why he should help out the kids in this movie. He owes Josh Hartnett nothing. I mean, he does work for the school. And he's an adult. And he's wearing a security outfit. It's his job. No, I'm not saying why he helps them when they're in trouble. I mean, when Josh Hartnett's like, hey, man, can you let us just, like, slip out for a few minutes? Maybe, like, turn your back? And he's like, no. (laughs) Like, there's no reason he should do that. Yeah, but I just think it was, it's such an odd choice. Like, I know they wanted to get to down to a core cast of characters. And this would have been very, this would have been way more Friday the 13th. But if Michael had just followed those fucking teenagers to Yosemite or whatever, that would have been a more entertaining movie. It would have been a Friday the 13th movie. It would have. Which but I, I arguably would say the director of this movie would have done better. It would have been way more entertaining. But instead, because we are keeping the Lori is... Michael's sister storyline, he's kind of got this one-track he's, he's mind. He's out for her. He is out for Lori. But he's still going to systematically and take secretly a fucking take out ter- everybody around him. Yeah, it. a terribly long time to do it. We don't see... How long into the film is it? We don't... Lori doesn't see actual Michael, it's not over figment of imagination Michael. It's just over an hour, and there's 20 minutes left in the movie when she finally sees him, like, face-to-face. Which That's is, in the porthole, right? Yeah, in the porthole, yeah. Which is crazy. And they, like they try and get away with it, like you said, by having these hallucinations where she thinks she's seeing Michael all over the And there's the place. a ton of fake out jump scares to keep Tons this movie like energy high. Her boyfriend gives her at least I, three like, oh, I'm sorry. I just stood behind you like uncomfortably close and made no noise to get here. How long have they been going Her out? mom jump scares her. A cat jump scares her. Four different trick or treaters jump scare her. I hate Janet Lee's cameo in this movie. Yeah, and the lines are like, I I didn't write any of them down, but they're so like psycho serviceable. Yeah. Oh, just to let you know, the girl's shower drain in the locker room is clogged. We're going to have to get somebody in to look at that. (laughs) She's driving the exact same car from Psycho, I think. I didn't look it up. Um, But then there's also like, if I could just give you some maternal advice for a minute. Like, (laughs) fuck off. (laughs) I mean, it's funny. I'm sure, hey. 
I'm sure uh, in 1998, even, I wouldn't have noticed. I, I, in 1998, we were probably like, why are we cutting to this old lady talking? <laughs> yeah, and I, you almost don't even know it's her until you're like, why does this old woman have such a major part? That's there's crazy. there's nothing like to her character. Like, oh, is Michael going to kill this old lady? Like, that's going to be extreme. <laughs> That'd be the craziest way for her to go out. Oh, man. There's one, oh, there's one psych out where we think she's seeing Michael. I think he's, like, coming in out of the shadows, like, down the courtyard at the school. And it looks great. It looks awesome. There's a few outside. The nighttime shots look really great. They did some really great shadow stuff. Like, uh, they really discovered that Lori holding an axe looks fucking cool. Oh, my God. That is one of the, that's the best part of this whole movie. Anytime Lori has the axe, it's dope. And at some point, she loses the axe because she's in a car accident. She finds another axe. Well, yeah. I think like, she loses axe it. is a plenty. <laughs> I think she loses it first because she buries it in his fucking shoulder. But, yeah, when she's first looking for him, like, she finally gets Josh Hartnett and his girlfriend out. They're off to safety. Uh, and she's just like, Michael! It looks great. Looks awesome. Just like the longest shadows you ever see late at night. Moon. So great. We've skipped everything. We've skipped all yeah, of but the what good it, deaths. But, so what happens, though, is all those kids go to whatever, and then four of them, because they don't have permission slips or whatever, are going to have like a secret Halloween party in the basement so that like, the two couples can fuck. There's a thousand candles in that basement. So yeah, definitely, it is if, a fire hazard. If Michael Myers sat back and did nothing, they'd all die in a fire. <laughs> they would Every all single die. one of them. And she would run in thinking that Michael's in the building, and all, all he would Michael! have to do is take that butcher knife and just put it in between the two handles in the door. Why didn't you go to Yosemite, John? He's the worst <laughs> liar in the world. Yeah, so she finally, last minute, gives him his permission slip so he can go with all of his he's students. He's like, cool, great, let he's me like, just great! go get my bag. Doesn't even bring his bag. I have to say, though, Lori is also, Lori's timing is so good. So she's alone with her boyfriend in the, the house because the, she thinks her son is away at whatever and they're like making out on the couch and she chooses that moment to reveal to him that she's not yeah. actually Carrie Tate she is Laurie Strode and at first he thinks she's doing some like weird role play like my like, name's not Carrie it's oh. Laurie's like okay alright here we go she's like my brother tried to kill Murdered me 20 years ago he's like people. tell me about it babe <laughs> when he's like therapist too so he's like oh, oh that's right do you want to talk that's about even it? weirder now that i think <laughs> about it where she's like being a crazy patient and he's like i'm into this you're like you're into your patients all right but then yeah she has some sort of eureka moment where i don't even remember like the she a just plus notices b that like his john's dead thing yeah she just notices his bag like fall out of the closet and she's like nah <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, he's terrible. It took me so long to to clue into the fact that they live on property. Oh. Okay, good. Here we go. Like this a is prison ward. Yeah, so I was like, okay, this kind of makes sense. Like I guess maybe he didn't have enough time to go back to the house to get to the bag to go to bring it back, but he, all he had to do was like walk across the courtyard, get a bag, and he could have really, just brought just it to the basement. He could have even just closed his closet door. He had it <laughs> hanging out in the floor. It just it was in the doorway. Oh. oh. The worst liar in the world. Doesn't he need clothes for his basement shenanigans? That's so true. They're going to be gone for four days. He's not going to need clothes for those four days. That's what he's thinking. That's what he's thinking. It's cold cement. (laughs) They'll just make new socks out of loaves of bread. They raid that kitchen. (laughs) They do raid that kitchen. I remember seeing that once on the internet where somebody made loafers out of loaves of bread. Mm. And it just, 
I didn't even laugh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that is a perfectly horrible. That's like, such a mean perf- thing to say in this age. I didn't even laugh. It's perfectly good bread and you've completely ruined it. No one's eating your footbread. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Not even you. No, it, it's true. Nobody's I eating wouldn't. their own footbread. No. <laughs> um. So the death of, I can't remember her name, one of the uh, non-important teenagers. Sarah. Yeah, the old light bulb in the chest. Yeah, she finds, yes, it's so good. Pretty nifty. And again, so the great. lighting, like the shadow lighting is like well done in this movie well yeah like the she finds charlie her boyfriend are they, are they boyfriend? they're definitely their boyfriend for the weekend Ex- yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well yeah she finds him he's all gashed open which is pretty cool there's lots of scenes in this where michael myers has to like pin somebody with a knife to the wall or lift them up with a knife like we really because it's, got... it's sexy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, How does he even manage to... So he... Correct me if I'm wrong. He has strangled this girl with the light bulb wire. But also cut out her insides. (laughs) It it looks like like he shoved... Like a jack-o'-lantern, right? Maybe? That's a really good point. Because it's Halloween. And this is the movie where... You're really onto something here. Yeah. So he, like, carved out an opening in her chest and put the light bulb in. Okay. Because she's hanging by the light, right? Yeah. I'm very, I'm very, maybe it was just, it was really bloody though. Like, it It could have just been on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) He could have just wrapped it around. Who knows? Looked great. Loved it. Loved it. (laughs) But then it's basically just Lori, Lori running around until Michael gets inside. And then there's this fucking great sequence that's like such a 90s music video. I literally wrote down Lori walks into. Uh, Jada Pinkett's nightmare uh. <laughs> in Demon Night yep. <laughs> when she's like dreaming about sexy Billy Zane and there's all those like curtains I was wondering rolling. you asked you like hey what's the name of that villain in Titanic I'm like the iceberg you're like nah Billy Zane that's right that's right <laughs> not even the character's name just Billy Zane but, like Michael drops down with like one arm because yeah, he's been doing nothing but push ups in yeah. the 20 years we haven't seen him this guy's got some crazy upper arm strength because not so only does romantic. he lower romantic yeah like um total eclipse of the heart music video with those <laughs> curtains blowing in <laughs> turn around oh man did you want me to join in on that uh maybe because the I, moment's gone <laughs> there's the the cadence of that next line is like too much it's like Every now and then I did da, 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 da. <laughs> no one knows everybody knows and da, 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 right turn around <laughs> <sighs> Uh, but that's Michael doing his. What do you call? It? I kept saying one of his inner monologue was just '80s <laughs> pop anthems. I kept saying he was doing um, deadlift drops, but you said that they weren't deadlifts. They're not deadlifts. So he's, he's doing, doing like pull downs. <laughs> doing pull downs. Yeah, he's doing like chin ups in reverse with one arm. One arm. What's more impressive is that which chin up is better, the one in Halloween H two O or the one in Halloween Resurrection? Oh, I was really hoping you wouldn't mention it till we get to it. <laughs> oh, it's just it's wild that he does it in both of them. <laughs> You know what that tells me? They're like, me? you know what we should keep? Not the movies three to six. But we should keep the deadlift or the pull down. Let's just call it a deadlift. Whatever. You're hung up on it. It's fine. I think a deadlift sounds better. Well, yeah, it's a horror movie. Of course it sounds better. Deadlift. Oh, man. That is so good. What's wild to me is that he's keeping himself up with one arm because he's got a knife in the other. He could have just as easily... Done he both. should have put it in his mouth like a rose. Like a pirate? Like oh, Sylvester <laughs> the the cat or the skunk? Pepe Le Pew. Oh, God. 
I'm sorry. I'm here. in this. I'm in this weird. I've elevated to especially H2O. H2O totally gives this me this vibe where we're in this like Halloween fan fiction. It's like Lori slash Michael fan fiction. Well, you- I know she's his brother, but I mean, all shows are better with a little incest. <laughs> you all watch Game of Thrones. It's weird that it's it's interesting too that you talk about this as like music videos because I'm almost positive there was a music video, right? Probably for that Creed song. There was a Creed song at the end of this, right? Probably. <laughs> okay, a Creed-esque song at the very least. What was with all of the horror movies at the end of the 90s and Creed? There were so many Creed or Creed-esque bands. It was just the teen stuff and the teen stuff in the 90s And the teens was were horror. crazy about Creed, right? Teens were crazy about it. Because it was all in all their love mixtapes. <laughs> oh, man. It's like beginning and end of every mixtape. Arms wide open on both A and B sides. Closes <laughs> both of them out. You're like, Jesus, all right. Fade out. <laughs> Will you go to prom with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't answer yet. Finish the mixtape. I just, I don't want to bury the lead, you know? Like, what happens if you don't make it to side two? Of course you're going to make it to side two. This is a great mixtape. Is there anything we haven't talked about? Uh, a lot. We haven't talked about a lot. We haven't talked about a chase scene that takes place on underneath and on top of tables. Uh, oh, yeah? <laughs> that was an interesting one. She, like, kicks a chair. She's like, oh, he'll think I went the other way if I kick this chair. <laughs> he, he looks at the chair and then immediately walks the other direction because he can see her through the table. <laughs> one uh, thing I have to say is Michael's got a really uncanny ability to like hone in on people Mm -hmm. he just knows like what room people are in what side of the building like where they're going next um when they've stolen ambulances he's in and when they're looking even though he's in a body bag that's zipped up oh man (laughs) yeah so okay so Lori pushes him not out of a window this time but down a ledge onto a table and oh he's done for totally even though there's no blood on that white sheet he's fallen on (laughs) But uh, when the coroner comes, she's not having any part of it. She takes the cop's gun out of his belt buckle. Uh, Belt buckle? Holster. (laughs) This isn't Utah. (laughs) Why Utah? She takes his gun out of his holster, grabs his keys, hijacks the coroner van, and for some reason, the cops stand around for 20 minutes going... I don't know. Should we follow they her? They don't even follow her. They're already, they don't even put the effort to have, like, flashing lights or signals behind her. Behind yeah. her you know, like, to raise the stakes, maybe? They're like, she's got a gun, guys. <laughs> she's that was our only on one. <laughs> <laughs> the chief said we were supposed to share it. <laughs> <laughs> Budget cuts, right? Oh. But, yeah, so then there's this entire, like, final, final sequence. Where's where she driving? Off the ravine. She drives off the mountain. <laughs> she drives for a long time to go off the ravine. She There's hits Michael with ravine. her car. It's kind of sad because Michael's mask is really pathetic and then his like eye holes are sad and he gets hit by a car and he does, because he, he's Michael Myers, he doesn't not make eye contact the entire time. He starts acting weird, right? And I gotta, I gotta assume they built in Halloween Resurrection when they were writing this movie. So you want to know... Because, okay, so this is true. I'm assuming they were supposed to come out back to back. So Mustafa Akkad, the producer, had a clause Mm. in his contract or in the agreement or whatever that Michael cannot be killed off. That's what I figured. Cannot. Yeah. But um, Jamie Lee Curtis refused to do H2O unless Michael died. So they all came to an agreement that H2O, it would appear that Michael died 
but they had already written the switch up with the yeah. the coroner or whatever that's no surprise and filmed that like the day h2o rap filming in the same locations and everything oh so it wasn't part of the same production is that but end? it was all planned yeah so it was all kind of in the same um mm. world that's no surprise because you can see like you you assume she's like michael and he's like it's like the mask is all weird he's trying to get it off doesn't pull it off no <laughs> doesn't pull it off once and instead it's just like like sad it's hard to say it's hard to on a podcast show he's you like reaching he's, out to her yeah, all like sad. sad puppy dog eyes yeah. like like they're they're about to reach and touch like the creation. And she's almost sad, but then we remember she's holding that motherfucking axe. She just whaps his fucking head off. Whap. Yeah. Is it rewarding? Do you feel... No! Do you feel happy? Like, for no. Lori? Are you like, yeah! Like, I don't... So this Lori, I love her in concept, but I don't think she earns that the retribution at the end. I know this is like 20 years coming, um, but I was just not feeling it. I was just like... Yeah, yeah, I guess that's what had to happen. Even but. yeah, even in 1998, because like this is this is definitely the first Halloween that I saw. Um, I was aware of Michael Myers and who he was and stuff, mm-hmm. but I hadn't seen Halloween. And uh, and even watching this, I didn't feel like she earned it the way other characters earn the their victory at the end of movies. And I couldn't really figure out why. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess it's because I never because... thought she was in danger. And it also might be because Michael's not. As menacing in this one. He doesn't yeah. have a lot of people to kill, so he's doing a lot of boring stalking. Yeah. But even then, he's not really doing real stalking, because he's not actually there. Mm. She just thinks she's seeing him, and he's not around. Like, oh, we Sometimes see- he is, though. Oh, it's okay, yeah, sure, he was a car. <laughs> <laughs> he was the car. <laughs> it's, oh, it's such a bizarre movie. Yeah. I, I mean, I like it, but, but it's, <laughs> it's not good. Okay, so, uh... Lightning round. Yeah. H2O, H4O. Oh. No. Lightning round. Lightning round. H4O. <laughs> really? I mean. Is it because you've seen H2O too many times in the last couple of years? Maybe. Because I, I still want to say H2O. H4O looks great, though. Is the thing. H4O does look great. It looks I... so good. I, eh. I've got problems with the story in both of these movies. Yeah. I was not expecting that question, so you really blindsided me a little bit. Also, the score in H4O is better. Yeah, the score is really good. The score is really fucking good in it. It looks good. The kills are great. Michael Myers is awesome. The the story's not amazing. I don't like the characters in the story in H2O. I mean, H4O, I will say, has more teenager kills and more of that traditional, like, stalking through Haddonfield vibe, but I don't know. I appreciate H2O was the first one to tackle grief and I think we need to we need to give it credit sure where credit is due yeah you know okay so do you have a rating for H2O now um, that we know that you like H4O better <laughs> yeah you know I like them both I think they're both fine well they're both um, of different universes so technically you're allowed <laughs> uh I I will give H2O did we talk about how insane the title for this movie is? It's it's like a boardroom of people that couldn't that couldn't come to an agreement on three proposed titles. Yeah, and they were like, "Well, we need it for the search, and then we also need it for the merch." And I'm then- telling you right now, kids just want to call it H2O. We drop all of it, just H2O. Think of the poster. But it needs to say Halloween because all the other ones have been Halloween. Okay, fine. I mean, we put H eight Halloween H2O. You're like, well, what does the two O mean? People might be confused. Like, okay, fine. 
H2O 20 years later. Like, but I wanted Halloween on that. But fuck, fine. <laughs> the movie comes out tomorrow. It's Halloween H2O 20 years later. But when you like break up all the acronyms in that title, it's Halloween, Halloween, H, Halloween, yeah. Halloween, Halloween 20, 20, 20 years, years later. later. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> um. So what's your rating? My rating's two out of four. I'm also going to give it a two out of four. I, I actually thought you'd go a little higher, to be perfectly honest. I think I've just seen it too many times because yeah. I swear we watched it on AMC at Halloween. I guarantee we've watched it on AMC every Halloween. Three or four times. Yep. I saw it a bunch this year. Yep. And then it's I, a pretty easy one to put on TV. It's not very gory. Like, you got to cut out, like, yeah, that's maybe true. you just got to shorten, like, two scenes. This is probably one of the easiest ones to put on TV. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis is so, like, universally watchable by so many different demographics. Yeah. Right? That's true. And especially the horror especially crowd will watch her because the original on... one. Yep. The Activia crowd watches her on Channel 27. <laughs> <laughs> and the Schwarzenegger crowd's been watching her since True Lies. Is that the one where she does the workout? Does she do a workout? She does a strip tease in that one. Oh, which is the one with the workout? The workout. Is that Fish Called Wanda? Oh. Where she has a fish? I don't know if she works out in that one. Are you thinking about the one with John Travolta where she's like a dance instructor? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know the movie. I just know the GIF. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part about those GIFs, though, is like John Travolta. It's like he never realized that his pelvis could move. Like, what is this? Like, you're John Travolta. It's been moving since you were born. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, You ready to talk about a really wild one? Yeah, this is going to be fun ride. (laughs) These are two great movies, guys, and I'm telling you, we watched them both back-to-back. You gotta watch them both back-to-back. Coming up next, Halloween Resurrection. Tomorrow night, you will enter the childhood home of our most brutal mass murderer. The home has been rigged up with several cameras, but for the most part, the audience will see only what you see. Six friends. Are you sure they're not just putting us in some house with hidden cameras in the shower? This is gonna be fun. Have been offered fame and fortune. That's the American dream. All they need to do... All the windows will be boarded up and all the doors will be locked shut behind them. No one will be allowed to leave until the show is over. You stay the night. Let the danger-tainment begin! Now... You think this is the one that he used to, you know, do his thing? The webcast is live. One flash and you could light up a thousand computer screens. The stage is set. Has anybody else seen this? That worked perfect. Whoa! But the house... Wait, what just happened? ...is his. Michael's here! This summer... Somebody please help us. Evil... Comes home. Trick or treat, mother. So, Halloween Resurrection from 2002. Currently sitting at a 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my god. Yeah, 4.1 out of 10 on IMDb, but 19%. On Metacritic and 1.7 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Wow. Now, I have to admit that you and I are both resurrection defenders. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think this movie's great. But I'm starting to realize that the more I watch these movies, yeah. I've also been a defender of H2O. Yeah. They're not holding up. <laughs> I'm having a. Now, I want. So I like 
Resurrection probably in a more ironic way than I liked H2O. You enjoy it because it's not good and because of how um, meta-ish this one goes. But oh boy, does it make some, or doesn't make some decisions. I'm not sure what they are. But uh, yeah, it's every time I watch this, I have a harder time liking it, even ironically. (laughs) You know, I don't like a lot of things ironically. I just like them because they're fun. And maybe that's just me. That's what I mean by ironically. But we like it because it's fun to watch with friends. It's fun to watch while you're drinking. It's fun to laugh at, I guess, instead of the intended um, be scared of it reaction. I'm laughing with this movie is the thing. Like, I think this movie knows exactly what it is and what it's trying to do. And I'm... On board with this movie. I gotta say, uh, I'm gonna, I don't know I'm gonna if this hold movie my has... rating until the end, uh. as usual. But I gotta, I, I gotta to take a few people to task on their scores here. This seems really low. Really low. 11%, guys, on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, their ratings. I thought you were talking about the musical score. I was like, yeah, you're right. It is bad. <laughs> I don't even remember a goddamn thing about the musical score in this So movie. I don't remember the like the theme, but the score, like the actual scoring of this movie was oh, awful. Oh, right. I do remember, especially in the motel. <laughs> it was like made in Windows 95. <laughs> it was insane. It, fe- it sounded like it was coming from a machine that you cranked. <laughs> <laughs> And we were just like, what is this? They have a Halloween theme. Why aren't they just using that? It sounded like music from a sitcom about orangutans. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's showing his bot to his potential mate. (laughs) We got to spend a good chunk of time talking about the cold open in this movie, though. What is the cold open even? I have already forgot. Cold open is, first off, two orderlies walking oh, yeah. down the hall, going to feed a bunch of pills to Laurie Strode, explaining to the audience, recapping Halloween H2O. To be honest, for a hot minute there, I forgot Laurie Strode was in this movie. <laughs> Everybody does. Because it's two different movies. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'm coming back, but I'm fucking dying. How much did she get paid to do that? She kisses Michael, so it's probably a good amount. She probably gets paid, a, yeah. Because that this went full fanfic with that kiss there. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> How many times does... have you seen a gif of that? Because it's all people wanted. <laughs> now kiss. <laughs> we call it. We call it the Mulder and Scully. <laughs> the Scolder. Yeah. This this good. Oh, the Halloween jump the Scolder. <laughs> jump the Scolder. Last season, Game of Thrones finally jumped the Scolder, if you know what I mean. Ooh, I'm giving that one a 98 on the Scolder scale. <laughs> Like Scoville. Yeah. Oh, so good. (laughs) It is getting scolder in here. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, so the cold open, um, we've got two orderlies explaining Halloween H2O, but then letting us in on the stuff we didn't see. They give so much exposition to minor players in this movie. Mm -hmm. Okay, so random orderly. Full exposition of the whole switcheroo. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the crazy guy who's obsessed with serial killers, just like downloading you Michael Myers stats. And then later on, we get to Haddonfield University, which Sleepy (laughs) Town has its own fucking university. That's likely. But some random trespasser in the girl's room comes in to be like, you can't go to that house. That's where all those murders occurred 23 years ago today. Yeah, right? How did you get like a college dorm room doomsayer? It doesn't make sense. And he, I thought maybe he would end up being one of the people in the reality show. Oh, he like never, he's a plant. He never appears that ever again. Good. I would have been down with that. 
Like, yeah, he's just some troll who's just, like, walking the halls. He go- he steps into their room. Right? Was Ooh. the door open? I don't even remember. Maybe. It doesn't matter, though. Just random players just giving you full-out, like, exposition. And then at some point, Michael... So, <laughs> this is the greatest. Lori sees Michael standing outside in the field, staring up at her window. And you assume... Classic Michael move. Oh, it's classic, right? Classic move. He hasn't lost it. Wouldn't it be great if he brought years. his own white sheet and he was just holding <laughs> it up? <laughs> like, um, the... The boombox and say anything. Oh God! But it's just a white a sheet. A white sheet. <laughs> oh man. Fuck! I wrote down some of the quotes. <laughs> she hasn't said a word in years. <laughs> it was like three years ago. All of this went down. Like years. Yeah, yeah, years, years. So long. Um. Must be the guilt. <laughs> must. No. Oh, this is. This was the best part. Where like just as they're coming into the room, she's like gossiped this woman's entire life to the new orderly, like. Don't let on that you know. But then comes in and just like continues the conversation. Yeah, must be the guilt. That's probably what's getting at her. In front of the her. The guilt for killing a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the orderly's like, hey, so why didn't he, why didn't he try and get help? Like, crushed larynx. We see Michael Myers just like stro- strangling the guy until his larynx is crushed. But he never tries to take the mask no. off. No. It's like, you know what we also needed was a scene where we're watching Michael Myers super glue that mask on. Because it looks like he's trying to get it off at one point, but maybe he's just like mussing his hair up instead. My favorite is to let us know that Michael Myers got away. We show the paramedic. Holding walk- a knife the whole oh time. Oh my God. They, it's just this paramedic walking around the crime scene with a knife out. like But in a bunch of scenes. And why would wasn't anybody like, hey, why is that guy standing all stiff and straight not helping us at this crime scene? Why is Jim's briefcase suddenly a murder weapon? Like, <laughs> Jim's that's, briefcase. It looks like he's going home from work. Yeah, because he's at the scene of the crime at the school, and then he's also at the scene of the crime at the ambulance. The, you know, the weirdest thing here is that that means that he gave up his mask. And he was walking around in plain sight. Plain sight. Which means Josh Hartnett and girlfriend saw his face. They know the true face it. of evil. I don't see that that... There, the most. We're talking uncharac- about the wrong movie. It's the most uncharacteristic <laughs> thing that Michael Myers has ever done in this canon. Sure, maybe not. The the the, the, the half a second that his mask gets knocked off in he in eats rats H- in this H- one. I would say that's pretty out of character. Does he eat rats? He's seasoning those rats. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. So at a pivotal that's moment. Canon. <laughs> Michael Myers oh God. watches the, the Food Network. That's how we know. He pays for cable. Emma yeah. Myers. <laughs> oh, man. This guy learned how to cook at some point because, you know, his real arc in this franchise is going from eating dog food to seasoning rats. So far. And also, like, digging a secret tunnel under his house. Let's let's be real. How did that even occur? That doesn't make any sense. Um, so, still in the cold open. Uh, are yeah. We, are we still? I mean, kind of. So, at some point, yeah, we, we cut to a security guard who's having a cigarette outside where we meet another crazy patient who's wearing a mask, a clown mask, just like John Wayne Gacy. But if you're, you know, you're, you're smart and you are you know you're watching a Halloween movie, he's wearing a clown mask, just like Michael Myers. Baby Michael. Baby Michael. Just a little killer baby. Can mm. we get to Buster Rhymes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we can once you skip a few in a minute, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Myers has that great moment where he he does his chin press. Oh down yeah, he off does another deadlift. <laughs> yeah, he does another deadlift. Uh, manages to put a dead body inside a dryer. 
And the security guard knows to check the dryer? That doesn't make any damn sense. Whatever. Eh, big deal. What's what's interesting to me, though, is that people must have been talking about that deadlift, right? Because clearly, the world was abuzz with how great that scene was. And I'm not going to lie, when I, I almost have memories watching it going like, ooh, scary, how'd he do that? So strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael, so strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he's got to do it a second time. But yeah, so he gets Laurie, or Laurie tricks him up onto the, the balcony, which is another One, word two, for One, two, skip roof. a few. Laurie Strode is dead now. Yeah, Laurie Strode's <laughs> dead now. And then he just, this is the greatest moment of the entire movie. It makes no sense. It doesn't fit. Talking about the Scolder scale? No, I'm not talking about the Scolder scale. Because yeah, <laughs> she does like, goodbye, Michael, and kisses him. It's whatever. I'll no, I'm talking about- i I'm talking about when Michael Myers goes downstairs to that crazy kid's room. The crazy kid who recognizes him and starts, like, rhyming off his stats like it's the back of a baseball card. I fucking card. love that. This is what I'm getting at, right? I fucking love that. He comes that. in, POV shot of the killer, seeing a kid with a clown mask on, gives him the knife like a gift. Okay, but riddle me this. Yeah. He has been in, especially in this canon, he's been in and out of mental facilities his entire life okay he probably has never looked in a mirror before that is childhood him this is like a vampire moment this is the first time he's seen his reflection huh that's some deep fucking shit huh also it was just like trailer moment when michael's walking through that like exit tunnel and that clown kid is just rhyming off michael myers stats like i fucking love that that was the best scene in this movie hands down Maybe one of the best moments in this franchise, and it's crazy to say because this is a fucking resurrection. Goddamn. <laughs> Sorry, I'm speechless over here because I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, it's like, look at them. Fuck. They don't have mirrors. Yeah. This is wild. There's lots of dysmorphia in those buildings. All right, guys. So just go out. Do do what we did. Don't do anything different. No big deal. We're not asking you a lot. We're just asking you to pay $4.99 to rent this movie. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. Just to watch the cold open for eight seconds of film. <laughs> Totally worth it. Kim's not wrong. This is actually one of the greatest things that's ever been done. It's so good. And at first you're it like, is this very, is kind of cheesy. Very, why, very is good. He, why isn't he killing him? But then you're like, oh, but he's but a boy. But he's but Looking a boy. into the eyes of but another boy. Asking him to use his knife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the other end of Haddon Scoville Hill. scale off the charts. <laughs> it's off the charts. Um, oh, what? Scoville. No, Scolder. Scalder, yeah. The Scalder scale. Scalder scale. I don't really remember what brings us from where to where, but some girls get accepted with their friend to go do a reality show on Halloween night, and that's where they meet Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks. Yeah, and they've rented out, like, the cheapest little, like, motel conference they've room. They've rented out the whole motel, though. This reality show, I have to say, has no employees. When we were watching this, I was like, what is the budget of this movie? Is it $10? Is it $10? <laughs> This movie had a higher budget than H2O. Than H4O. Wow. 13 million. Fucking Blumhouse. Yeah. Resurrection, Killing the budget it. was 13 million. Um, H4O, the budget was 10 million. Just knocking it out of the park. Yeah. These guys are the best. It, th- what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, hey, that Hollywood doesn't exist anymore. And it was like already on its way out. Oh, wow. 
But it's gone forever. But this movie feels so small. They don't have. It is small. The but the reality show it doesn't feel real. They don't even have like cameramen. They Not deliberately they need... contain it to one location, basically. Yeah, but it just doesn't even feel like a real company because really, there's one camera guy that dies, but then it's just Tyra Banks and just Buster Rhymes, and they're doing everything. And Buster Rhymes comes off in the beginning like a creepy ass porn director. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he, he definitely, he never comes out and says it, but you would not be surprised to find out if he was just like, you know what's going to happen. We're going to get a bunch of kids together, Halloween night, load them up with cameras, and then they're going to take each other's clothes off. Yeah, it's- We're going to make so much money. Everybody's going to think they're here for the horror, and they're going to be here, they're actually coming for the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing, though, is that this film totally could have riffed off house on haunted hill they just needed to do like a fun halloween murder mystery type of setup and i feel like so many more people would have been on board but i don't even know if this movie thought enough of what it was from this point on because so this is coming out what 2002 Two. 2002 so a couple years off after blair witch project so it's pretty fresh on the found footage scene like and all they really do is set up this camera thing so that they can have a lot of really grainy footage and Palm Pilot usage and people oh, on the internet, but they don't actually use it as like a medium. Like there, there could have been some really fucking cool shit done here as a found footage style movie. Would you not love a found footage House on Haunted Hill? I sure would. I'd like a found footage Halloween. So would I. Yeah, I want a found <laughs> footage anything. I'm not gonna lie. As long as it's done well, I'm down. But all these people locked in this house, and it's a notorious house for people of this age. That is so fucking cool. Mm -hmm. That is so great. I would have been very, very on board with this movie as a straight found footage movie. And if they had played it scary. Yeah, I mean, like, they use it to cut to some cool shots. Like, there are some great shots, like found footage style shots of Michael Myers at the end of a hallway or attacking. But then there's also some shots of him, like, looking in the found, like, the camera. (laughs) Yeah, well. What is this? I can't drive this. And he immediately knows to turn the camera toward the cameraman when he's killing him. And he, it's like he knows that nobody's watching. Oh, uh, when he kills the cameraman with the tripod. I, I The tripod was exceptionally sharp, was which was the a The tripod had a bayonet attached to it. But it looked pretty fucking cool. I liked it a lot. Because the camera was attached at the end and it was, it was nice. It was good. It was like they gave the shark the camera. Can you imagine if the shark ate the camera in Jaws? That would have been great. <laughs> I only say that because Buster Rhymes calls... Michael Myers is a shark like four times in this movie. Yeah. He is the shark. Like, we get it. Michael Myers is Jaws. We get it. <laughs> yeah. There's also at a weird time where internet live streaming was a thing. Was it a thing? Yeah. Because Survivor existed. So Survivor was a thing. Survivor a, definitely existed. They made a Survivor that, reference. I'm trying to remember the name of the thing. I can't quite. It's. I keep wanting to say Big Brother, but I guess it's obviously not Big Brother. Maybe it was. Maybe, Maybe it I'm was. Not sure. Yeah, where like, you could watch log them. in and watch like live cam footage of that. I mean, mm. that was also happening in the 90s. But in the two early 2000s, that was becoming more popular. And that was at a time where even that, because like maybe it's just because like our parents didn't understand it. Uh, the It was immediately assumed that it would either devolve to or was just thinly veiled pornography. Like at, at no matter what, camera, internet, somebody's getting naked. No, like at any time it Which could happen. Which is probably true. <laughs> it's true nowadays. <laughs> Except for Twitch. That's just people playing video games. Yeah. Which is funny because Twitch came out of a live 24-7 uh, video stream of one guy. It was like Kevin 
Justin.tv. Justin.tv. That's what it was. It forever? Was forever. That was the idea, that he was supposed to wear the camera forever. Not forever. He was supposed to wear the camera nonstop, never turn it off. It, it, he, he could black out the camera if he was, like, going to the bathroom or the shower or whatever. Um, but I think it was supposed to be for a year or more. He was supposed to... You were literally seeing his POV. Wow. And But what they found out eventually was that views were dropping significantly and it was failing and just as they were like giving up on the project and not caring anymore and just like sitting at home smoking weed playing video games they found out people really like to watch me play video games so they just uh, folded it or not folded it but they eventually turned it into twitch where you could watch people play video games on demand and live and now it is what it is (laughs) interesting yeah one of the biggest websites in the world spawned out of a failure It's probably true for a lot of things. It's very, it's very true. You sh- you gotta learn from your failures so that way you can improve on them and make them better. Like you gotta. I feel like fail we learned a, a thing. Sure. Yeah. Good yeah. job, John. I don't remember where we are in this movie. So the kids finally get to the house. We're finally there. Buster Rhymes shows up with his minivan full of four reporters. It's a huge event for the internet, <laughs> and they go live Halloween night. Um, it happens so fast, though. They really stitched together the opening of this movie with the Busta thing. So there was no real setup for this live program. It was like, introduce the teenagers. Tomorrow is the live stream. We're all accepted. Yeah. We have one meeting and then we're there. Like, and they're if, supposed to solve the mystery of Michael Myers yeah, or something. They, they could have at least filmed like a show intro or something. So we got that to watch good. like, you know, where all the characters do a pose and it says their real name underneath it. And it's like... The hot one. Danger Tainment cool presents. <laughs> 22, going to school for psychology. Yeah, that might have helped. Yeah, but they there wasn't even Because they really just like threw six cameras at, at a bunch of kids, kicked them inside, and locked the door. They didn't tell there them how to put no the cameras intro. on. There was no intro, yeah. I don't know they if you They put the noticed. cameras on without any employees. Like, they yeah. just did it on the porch. Like, just like, whatever. How do they know exactly where to point the cameras? <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. I couldn't. There, there are plenty of examples. Some of the Foley work in this movie is really bizarre. Like, sound effects not quite matching. Like, somebody opens, like, a single panel door. The door, the door we have in the oh, office. Like, you're like that is just like a, a tiny little wooden door. It would not sound like that whatsoever. But when everybody's putting on their camera gear, it sounded like it was the Expendables, and everybody's like loading up their gun belts and putting on their bullet shit, and just like we're going in. Okay, and so where H two O really failed in having teenagers. This movie is ripe with them, but I would say this movie is lousy with teenagers. Has no idea what to fucking do with them, nor was anybody involved ever a teenager. We have the bitchy music student, sorry, the jerky music student, the jerky psych student, the ambitious chef who we'll get to, and then there's the main character who has no real characterizations other than she is a palm pilot and she drove a moped at the beginning. And she screamed so loud a glass shattered. But it never comes into play. No, that's true. She doesn't save the day with her glass breaking abilities. No, and it's, okay, I love it. I love the idea that Buster Rhymes sees, his name's Freddie, by the way. I love the idea that Freddie, the TV producer, sees this girl and goes, that's our final girl. We gotta have her. Like a porn producer. Okay, yeah, sure, like a porn producer. But, like, that gets abandoned so quickly because yeah. as soon as she gets in the house, anytime she's in trouble, she's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Why does she have a moped? 
does not come into play. Why is she driving that moped on the quad? It doesn't make sense. Why then, is nobody upset? And then her friend, like who we were kind of calling like the stupid blonde slutty one, isn't any is of Jen those things. Kim. Thank you very much. Can we please refer to her as Jen? I'm just trying to explain what their characterizations are, and she didn't even get one. No, she didn't. She was just very dumb. She even has that stupid flashing scene where he's like, show me, you know, maybe, I can't even remember what he says to her, but it's basically just like, that show me That was cool. Your tits. So they were reenacting like the Judith scene because mm. they're at her dresser and she's brushing her hair and because Judith was, Judith was topless, he's like, make you so famous, show a boob. <laughs> but she's still like. Shows I, a boob. She still, yeah, she shows her bra and she's like, that's all you get, whatever. It's like, You're you know, so he funny. just, he just won. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. A bra is still more than nothing. Yeah. Who's the first guy to go? That's the first guy to oh, go, Oh, there's right? another guy. Who's the, the other one guy? that's hit? Oh, that's him. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. What did, who is he even? We don't even know. His name There's was a scene where Bill. he's being creepy and she's like, why are you touching me? And he doesn't say anything. <laughs> and for like 15 minutes, I was like, they didn't even pay him. He doesn't even get dialogue. He's just a creep without dialogue. That's so <laughs> fucking weird. And then he does say something. So then it makes even less sense because you're like, why didn't he talk in that scene where he was being a creep and someone asked him a direct question? <laughs> He just, like, smiled. They're like, hey, um, unfortunately, Buster Rhymes has too many lines of dialogue. We need to take one of yours. <laughs> I under the st- firm- he literally stole it off the page. We don't know how he did it. <laughs> I'm under the firm belief that Buster Rhymes didn't read the script. Oh, not at all. Or read right. it once and then, like, lost it. Lost it. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many rambling monologues from him. I love them. Yeah, they're pretty good. Also, Tyra Banks is in this movie, which we haven't mentioned. She's, like, monitoring the cameras very poorly because Michael Myers has probably appeared on all of them. Oh, yeah. Anytime that she's not looking, well, I mean, which is pretty often. Like, that's that's where Michael Myers decides to show up and kill people. Yeah, and it's all because she doesn't notice because she's too busy pretending she eats a calorie. <laughs> yeah, like, guaranteed she got a bonus for, for having any of that cappuccino. <laughs> They probably set up the electricity purely so she could have that espresso machine there. Like, she doesn't use the cameras. The cameras are not required. Monitors. 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 Very good. Industry lingo. But yeah, so one, two, skip a few. Some of the teenagers are dead. Yeah. We have discovered a secret room in the basement. (laughs) They also keep... So they... They're trying to set up this like weird tortured childhood that Michael had. Yeah, they have they the found, like a like a, a high, high chair, chair with like with a bunch a of straps on, it. on yeah. it, and then a secret, which is really just a regular uh, high chair, right? With like, extra straps, <laughs> with extra straps, and those straps didn't have barbed wire on them. Like whatever. And then there's that that secret basement chamber, which is like a prison for babies. <laughs> so Michael's had it hard, very clearly. But is that set up by the show? Yeah, they don't do a very good job of explaining what they've left in the house, but a thousand percent everything in that house they they put in there. Are you sure? Because one, I don't think the show's that sophisticated and has any employees to do that. Mm. But two, there's a there's a scene where somebody sets that up to be true and is like, yeah, don't you think all this stuff is like a little too perfect? Like, why did all this stuff get left here? And then... Nobody addresses it, and we just move on with Michael Myers sneaking around killing people. Like, nobody... Yep. We even cut back to Buster Rhymes and, and Tyra Banks at the monitor station, and they're just like, champagne! Like, that would have been a moment where they're just like, ooh, they're I think starting they're catching to guess. on. Yeah. yeah. I told you the high chair was too much. So I Like, know- oh, but building a fake wall in the basement full of, like, plastic body parts isn't? Pfft. 
Yeah, did they set that up? Like oh, all those body parts? Yeah, 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 because he picks it up and it says like made in Taiwan. So it's fake? Definitely fake. Oh, but the bunker part is real where Michael's been staying. Yeah, I don't think they broke into the house and like dug out a bunker. Yeah, because so they, they find a, like a full out bunker where Michael's been sleeping and living and with like a bunch of dead rats. Yeah. Which he's been eating, which explains why the spices are so fresh. Doesn't make any damn sense. (laughs) Also, why would you even do that? It smells fresh. Oh, man. My favorite, though, is, is so nothing else in this movie is called back to. They set up a lot of things that they don't call back to, like you would in a movie, no. but the spices, because they, that's fully used as a weapon where he's like, later on, <laughs> like he's just got like pocket seasoning, like, <laughs> quick question, though. Do you think the live stream was a success? Because we only <laughs> the uh, it's being broadcast on the Internet worldwide. Anybody can watch it. It looks like only 12 teenagers are watching the live stream. Yeah, and also o- only tw- 12 teenagers from one source, which means they have one viewer. <laughs> You're so right. Are they in Haddonfield, these teenagers? Because he's her, like, online friend, right? They're not real friends. Oh, that's a really good question. Are they online friends? Because why didn't any of them come to fucking save her? Why, di- yeah, why didn't anybody call the cops? Anybody watching? Surely somebody watched in Haddonfield and could call the fire department. There could have been at least one scene where they call the cops and like, are you kidding me, kid? Oh, Halloween pranks. Thanks. Like, that's all I needed. I just Bones needed- off the hook tonight with all these dumb jokes. Yeah, exactly. That's all we needed. We just needed eight seconds of that. They probably filmed it. They probably just didn't make it. They're like, who cares? Like, have you seen the rest of this footage? We don't need that fucking shit. <laughs> we got fell. Explanations? Who needs them? <laughs> Not this movie, I give you that. There's a moment where, where Buster Rhymes is dressed up as Michael Myers, and he is trying to, like, spook the kids. But they've already discovered that all of these fake body parts are in the basement. They're made of plastic. They're essentially Halloween props. And they hit him over the head with them. And he's like, turn off the cameras! Turn off the cameras! <laughs> and then they go, oh, okay. Everybody turns off their cameras. <laughs> Like that, first of all, that's just strange. He has this big, dumb monologue, and he's basically like, just go with it, okay? I got a sweet little deal for all of us on the back end. I don't know why I turned him into like some Italian film producer from Staten Island, but that's how he is. But then immediately after, the blonde girl's killed. So exactly. That whole this thing is, is what is I want to get at. It's, yeah, it's, it's for nothing. And also, they don't go, oh my God, Freddy just killed Jen. That's a better movie where he's like, hey, guys, really sorry. <gasps> he's so this committed. Is, he's so committed. And also, uh, just trust me, you're fine. They should at least be worried that this guy has them locked in the house and is going to kill them. Like, okay, obviously there is a guy who's got them locked in the house and is going to kill them, but it makes for a, a, I think it would make for an interesting, a more interesting Yeah, story. because when they run into Freddy, he's like, hey, I know an exit out back. They don't go with him. Yeah. Because they think he's a murderer. Exactly. It's, they see Michael Myers show up, kill Jen. They go, oh my God, Michael Myers is here. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, literally what? in the same few minutes, they're still in the landing from where they just saw Freddy in the Michael Myers outfit. It's wild. And they set that up and they they used it for 30 seconds. And at some point you go, what the fuck is Tyra Banks up to? They never cut back to her. They never cut back to her until somebody like happens in on that room and like, oh, she's There's lots of blood here. (laughs) (laughs) What else even happens in this movie? 
Well, the lot I know what we're forgetting. A lot of the final act is our final girl, who I don't even remember her name. What is her name? Her name. Sarah. She's so inconsequential. It's because she is a palm pilot. That's the only thing that saves her. Yeah. She keeps getting texts from Miles that come in one letter at a time, like it's ICQ chat. But this whole thing is presenting this universe in which I'm sure it's still fucking AOL dial-up internet. Yeah. There is no delay on that stream. None. No delay. If we try to this do this nowadays, internet connection. <laughs> with with iPhones and iMessage, you would still be dead as the final girl. <laughs> because we'd be like, he's in the hallway, go now! And you would go, and he would be standing behind you. <laughs> she was safest on the roof, let's be real. I would have I would have just jumped from the roof. She seemed like she was doing fine on the roof. But then she goes back in through the ad. Like, it was just, there was just a lot of running around that house. It's because they killed so many people so quickly. And also, we didn't care about anybody, so they had None. to. yeah. I didn't like any of them. They were all weenies. They were all jerks. The only one I liked was the chef, but because he had the mind to throw the spices at him. <laughs> he talks about protein a lot. It's crazy. He's like, you know, he, Hitler But he contradicts him with his own self. Yeah, he's like, yeah. you had too much protein. Hitler did not have enough. <laughs> yeah, like, what is the Goldilocks zone of protein, bro? <laughs> he dies before he can tell you. All we know is that fennel is important to have on hand and fresh. Oh, boy. Does, do palm pilots not make phone calls? I don't know. You're the wrong person to ask because your eyes bugged out of your head when you saw her using it. Like I was just overwhelmed because <laughs> she was on like a moped and then she had a palm pilot. I was like, whoa, someone's got rich parents for 2002. You know, I've never seen a palm pilot in, I've never either. in real life. <laughs> I haven't either. They had flip phones at that period, right? Oh, yeah. They definitely had flip phones. Yeah. Cause, oh, Tyra Banks is using a flip phone because she closes it with her chin. Why do you remember that? Because it was a Tyre Banks scene, and Tyre Banks is my hero. Oh, okay. She was in Life Size, where she plays a Barbie come to life. Lindsay Lohan's in it. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's not a good movie. Please don't watch it on my recommendation. It's Ooh, like a made-for-TV movie. Like we're here just like, you guys have to watch Halloween Resurrection. Also, Life Size. <laughs> the Tyra Banks classic. There's witchcraft in it. And a Barbie that comes to life. You know, you're starting to sell it, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not good. It's very not good. But real. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with this? Buster Rhymes Kung Fu fight scene. He narrates everything he says in this movie. Ooh, better pause the Kung Fu, go to the door, see who that is. Hmm, how's it going? What is she doing at his hotel room? Like, it's such a weird setup. If this movie was a little bit seedier, which it kind of thinly veiled presents itself to be, that scene would be like a weird power dynamic. I'm just saying. Yeah. He would be inviting her inside. What do you think of that fight sequence, though? They're in fire. It's actually kind of great that he actually knows kung fu. Yeah. Well, you watch enough of it, you obviously become a kung fu master. <laughs> I have no idea what words you just said. I said when you watch enough kung fu, you obviously become a kung fu master. Oh, clearly. You know, now that I'm bringing it up, I don't really have much to say about that kung fu fight scene. Like, it's good. I like it. It's a lot of fun. It's in fire. It's, it's perfectly jiffable. It just makes the movie a little too silly. And like, it's fun to watch, like I said, when you're when you're partying and when you're trying to watch a silly Halloween movie. But... I want a spooky found footage Halloween movie. And oh, now yeah. we. It's never going to happen. Resurrection is that movie. Yep. So we're never getting one. There's so, Hey, they shoot Michael Myers pretty well in this movie. Like, there are some great shots of him just like in the dark. They know how to shoot his mask. Like, the lighting department was spot on. But I mean, it also helps that the, the director, same director as Halloween 2. So he's done it before. He knows what's what. Finally gets a shot of shooting some gory shit again. 
And then they like electrocute him and light him on fire. And then the whole thing burns down before police and paramedics can get there. The whole shed is obliterated. Michaeline did. Or is he? I don't know. He definitely wakes up in the coroner's office. I like that they filmed that. That was just like a lot of extra because they didn't film that police shot that we were saying that the film needed. That's so true. Or any other callbacks, but we did hire some morgue employees. I have to say in both of these films, the paramedics zip Michael Myers into body bags with the mask still on. That's a good point. On both fucking occasions. They're like, yep, this is definitely Michael Myers, not an impersonator. Wink, wink. Wink. (laughs) Gonna just zip this up here. I would argue in Halloween Resurrection, though, it's melted to his face. Do you think Michael Myers carries identity on him? That has the mask on it? Like he found the one DMV in the country that That would be great. Like if he had an ID that's just like, Michael Myers, 27, and it's just like him in the same mask. It's a piece of cardboard that says like I am I am 21 so driving is yes. <laughs> but do you think he carries like identification? Do you think he has anything? No, I don't think he do- he carries identification. He might have like his hospital bracelet. Do you think he'd have the forethought to throw that away? Probably. He's got the forethought to get new clothing. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just put a jumper on over top of it all. Hmm. Do you think he's wearing clothes under the jumper? Or do you think he's just naked <laughs> under there? <laughs> These are the real questions. Let's get <laughs> in it. Okay, so. Does Michael wear socks? Like, I know he probably did at the facility, but by choice, does he put socks on? I don't have an answer for any of these questions. Here's the thing. I don't see Michael Myers as a sexual killer. So I'm going to say dude's wearing pants. <laughs> I don't know. He's on that scolder scale. He's on the scolder scale. He's been he's been working out nonstop. He clearly wants people to at least compliment him. <laughs> oh, Michael, you're so solid under that. Are you not wearing any clothes under there? <laughs> <laughs> no one practices doing one arm chin ups just by themselves Do for no reason. Do you think he's just in his cell lifting pumpkins? <laughs> Oh, it's good. Thank you. I love thinking that like he's weak, right? Like he get every after every movie he gets injured and he's got to go back to pie pumpkins and he's got to work his strength. Back. Oh my god, he <laughs> starts small, start with gourds. Yeah, and the next thing you know, he's got like that gigantic county fair winning <laughs> pumpkin. <laughs> like, oh, this one's too heavy. Got to carve it first. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Okay, so what is your what's your rating of? Halloween Resurrection. I almost said Jaws Resurrection. <laughs> I I would give Halloween Resurrection a two out of four. Same as Halloween H2O for entirely different reasons, I guess. I do find this movie a lot of fun. It's But y- y- I'm laughing with it. That's what it is. I find it funny and I find it fun in a way that Halloween H2O isn't. Uh, but visually, I like the way Michael Myers looks in this one. I think the kills. Um, eh. <laughs> yeah, they're all right. The characters I, are awful, though. <laughs> I like the setup. I'm a. It's it's got the found footage bump, probably right. Like I just like found footage. The setup is great. Yeah, I'm also a two out of four for the exact same reasons. Yeah, it's funny. It's fun to laugh at, and it's just like a such a silly premise. And it does kind of make fun of itself, but it's also really easy to make fun of. Oh, very, very easy to make fun of. I will say, though, is that you have to only watch this movie like once every three or four years. I have seen it too many times, I think, this year. And this watch was like the least enjoyable watch I've had of it in a while. Mm. And normally I'm like so totally for this movie. No, that's not saying too much, though, because I mean, I totally did laugh out loud at parts when we watched this last night. So 
I think I've just seen it too much. I think I just need to wash myself clean of Halloween movies for a little while. I think I'm tapped out. And then Halloween comes and I'm like, put them on! Because <laughs> uh, I'm a hypocrite. But that's just our opinion, our hypocritical opinion. Let us know what you thought of Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection on Twitter at nofspodcast.com and the Nightmare on Film Street subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash Nightmare on Film Street. And of course, on Facebook in the Horror Movie Fiend Club group at groups facebook.com slash groups slash horror fiends of nofs and if you liked this episode you can join us on patreon we are going to record a little bonus game for this week's episode uh where i'm gonna quiz john on some quotes from the movies so you can get that at patreon.com slash nightmare on film street you're also gonna get a ton of other cool stuff in exchange for supporting the show tons of hours of bonus content swag shout outs all sorts of stuff go check it out and if you're already supporting us thank you thank you thank you uh we'll be back at you again two thursdays from now with another full-length episode but in the meantime you can find us at nofspodcast.com where we have tons of cool articles editorials news and the like more defenses of indefensible movies <laughs> but that's it for us this week i'm john um kim stay, stay creepy, creepy. It appears you made it out alive just long enough to tell the tale of the nightmare on Film Street. Now! Help us grow the horde. Leave a review on iTunes or wherever you subscribe. Continue this week's conversation on Twitter by following at N-O-F-S podcast. And as always, more terror can be found lurking on our website, www.nightmareonfilmstreetpodcast.com. Until next week, stay creepy, fiends. <laughs>